Our nugget for tonight is, if you're not hungry for God, if you are not hungry for God, you're probably full of yourself. Okay. So we're going to be going into the Old Testament to begin with. Find the book of Deuteronomy. And while you're turning there, Father, we thank you, Lord, that as we look to your word, we will find, Father God, that which we will glean, Father God, recall, Father God, and bring into our own lives in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> this coming Monday, this Monday is going to be Memorial Day or Memorial Day weekend. Um, it's actually observed, observed on the last Monday of May. So and it was also known as Declaration Day. And we've gone over it before. It was originated uh, right after the Civil War when uh, there was a grave in a, in a graveyard where um, both Union soldiers and Confederate, Confederate soldiers were placed in the ground and uh, one lady went over to the opposite end of the graveyard and, and the other lady said, what are you going, why are you going over there? Uh, they aren't our kind, this is, you know, our, our graveyard. She says, there's mothers who lost their sons just like we did and uh, just want to pay tribute to them. So that's when it started. And it became a federal holiday in 1971, so it took a while for it to be developed. <clears throat> so, so now we're at, at this time when our country is facing so many crises, um, is it, it is important as Americans to remember that in past times of our nation crisis, we took to prayer, we took care, courage, and we saw Hopeless situations turned around. So we are seeing hopeless situations turn around today. Uh, so with, uh, with that kind of thought in mind, um, with each service until we come to the 4th of July, I will be sharing some American history with maybe a story uh, of faith that ha took place or miraculous events. Or just a quote uh, before each uh, message. So, I got a quote this morning or this evening. <clears throat> America is another name for opportunity. America is another name for opportunity. Our whole history appears like a last effort of divine providence in the behalf of the human race. So America, think about it, America is another name for opportunity. Why does everybody want to come to America? There's opportunity here. You know, uh, so think about that. That's your quote for the next three days. And if you found Deuteronomy chapter four, We will look at verse 9. 
Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thy eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them to thy sons and daughter, uh, sons and thy sons' sons. Wow. So um, there's a warning. We need to be teaching the things of the word to our sons and daughters. Um, the danger is that uh, as we became, as Israel became prosperous, they forgot about God. And uh, the danger here in, in the United States that uh, we have begun. We have prospered so much that we have left out God. We've removed God from um, schools. They can't have uh, prayer. They can't have the Ten Commandments. Uh, you can't bring a Bible, but you can you know, bring a gun. You can bring other things. Uh, you can be dismissed in school for bringing a Bible or a a t-shirt that says uh, Jesus is Lord. Uh, they, uh, things have gone crazy in our country. Um, so the most valuable possession as believers that we can leave to a family and friends is faith. Faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The faith that puts us over. Everyone must choose to trust the Savior for he, himself or herself. Um, uh, and as Christians, we need to share the biblical truths or faith with loved ones. So we're going to be uh, looking at some faith promises, if you want to title faith promises. Um, what are some of the essentials of faith that we need to promote and hand down? So we're going to be running all over the uh, Bible tonight. As normal, we want to go to the book of Acts, chapter 4. That's Acts chapter 4, looking at verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby, whereby we must be saved. So uh, salvation is only found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and as the scripture that we read in Deuteronomy, it says, uh, hold on to the things that you know are true. And today we have drifted. Church, mainline churches are, are saying that uh, charisma is right. There's, uh, there's other ways to God besides Jesus Christ. Uh, some are saying that uh, in, they are taught in seminaries uh, that uh, there was no virgin birth. Uh, there is no, going to be no, there was no resurrection. And all those things that... Uh, that are written in the, quote, God's word are fallacy. So uh, we're drifting away. And uh, we cannot let that happen to us. We need to stand tall with, with God's word. Uh, like we have said before, Acts 17, 11 should be a, a theme every time we open our, open our Bibles. Uh, check to see those, if those things are true or not. Okay, another one is in, found in Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 
Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And we need, it's important that we discover what that purpose is in our life. Uh, there, are, there are plenty of opportunities to go forth and share Find out what's going on in our lives. Glory to God. Uh, and then, of course, Jeremiah 29, 11 says that uh, God has a plan for us. So we need to find out what, what the plans and purposes of our life is. And we know that we need to worship God and, and share, share the good news with others because that's the commission that the, the Lord Jesus told us to do. Go out, and, go out in all the world and share the good news of the gospel. This is what we need to do. This is what this nation was established in. Our, our founding fathers, when they first came here, when they first set foot, or just before they set foot, they made the, um, I think it was the Belf, uh, Mayflower or Belf, Bellflower Pact, I can't remember which one. That uh, before they would set foot, they had to figure out what they were going to do with this land. So this, is, this land is to promote the gospel and glory to God uh, ever since that day missionaries have been sent out of this land to into all the world so there is a purpose for our country and it needs we need to come back to it thank you for all the amens out there <laughs> okay um, second Corinthians I said, my voice is starting to Get gravelly already. Second Corinthians chapter five. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. Glory to God. We are new. New every morning, just like mercy. Mercy and grace are new every morning. We are new. It's something that we need to know. This is something that we need to pass on to um, this is this is that faith level that we need to pass on but once you get born again these are new things that uh, need to be established that we don't have to follow the old patterns of life anymore we can go forward in the things of God as we find out what his word says for us to do as we discovered for ourselves as we read the word if there's something that needs to be corrected in our life or something that we need to step up in our life we need to follow through on the pattern that he's called us to do. All right, Romans 6. Romans chapter 6. And we're about done. You don't even have to put this on. Yeah, don't tell the wife either. Romans chapter 6, looking at verse 11. Likewise, reckon yourself also... Pardon me, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, glory to God. We're dead to sin. Means that when that old tempter comes by and says, uh, this is what you need or this is what you want or this is what you can do, uh, you throw that reasoning out. 
We're dead to sin. It's, we're no longer, we should no longer be affected by it. It's, um, it's uh, how many ever saw the movie Charade? You know, Cary Grant is there, and in, in the movie, uh, there's, I think, four guys looking for a treasure. They don't know what it is. It happens to be a stamp or a couple of stamps that they're looking for, but one of the guys is dead, and they show the coffin there. And one of the, guys, one of the, other, one of the other crooks wanted to make sure he was dead, so... He had a carnation here in his lapel, and the carnation was hooked in there with a, one of those large hat stick pins. Pulled it out and rammed it into the guy's hand. Do you remember that? And what did that guy do? He didn't do anything because he was dead. And this is what, what we need to think about ourselves when sin comes to us. We're dead to it. We don't even respond to it any longer. Glory to God. I don't have to respond to all those, those bad things any longer. Well, this is what we need. To, this is part of the faith, faith message that we need, that we don't have to uh, respond to that. We're dead to sin. Uh, Romans 6, 14, I think, says that uh, sin shall have no dominion over us. So glory to God. We're free. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Like, like we just, all things are passed away. You're not moved by the old things any longer. Amen. Okay, let's go, now go to the book of Galatians. Find the book of Galatians. And you want to find chapter 2. That's Galatians chapter 2. I might have to check that movie out again. <laughs> In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if, I, if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So we don't frustrate God's word any longer. We are, we are alive with God. And not, we're not moved by sin. Oh boy. I live. We live because of, of Christ. This is, this is another one. This is all dealing with... Uh, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians this time. <clears throat> Pardon me. The book of Ephesians chapter 2. Beginning with verse 4. Ephesians verse 2. Uh, chapter 2, pardon me. Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verse 4 and 5. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ by the great... By grace are ye saved. Glory to God. This is something that we need to come alive to. Understand that we are saved by grace. That sin no longer, again, sin is gone. 
We don't have to be like a dog that returns to its vomit or a pig that to the mire. That is something. Have you ever seen any animal, dog go back to its vomit? Or even a cat does that sometimes. It is gross. At least I think it's gross. But that, the same implication, it says that when we return to sin, it's the same despicable thought. Or that if you've ever gone out to the fair out there, to the hog pen out there, or the pig pen, or whatever you call those things, They've got their pigs, pigs all shiny, washed up. They got their hooves painted black, and they're looking good. But if you give that pig a chance, there's a mud puddle there. Guess what happens? Where it gets walls back in there. I know Paul's been on the farm. You had pigs, Paul? Okay, my, my grandfather had pigs. Anybody ever been visit farm? Gross smell. Gross smell. Anybody ever drive out towards Teixeira's farm out there? They got pigs. I tell you what. You know, if the wind's blowing your direction, you want to get out of there. It is a gross smell. Because they... No wonder God says, don't eat that stuff. It's, it's not kosher for us. I, 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 well, I won't go there. Let's go. Let's, let's see something else that, uh, that faith gives us. First John, first John. First John chapter one. Look at verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our sins are forgiven. It's just like if I hate to put it this way, when we fall into sin, we're just like that pig. When, when we take 1 John 1, 9, he washes all that stuff off of us. The only thing that, that, we, that uh, reminds us of the filth is, is our thought life and our reasoning because the enemy says, yeah, you did that. And uh, I mean, you know you got a videotape recorder or a DV recorder in your mind. You can see certain things. And you can see certain things that, you know, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. You could see yourself over there. Has anybody ever had that? You could see yourself doing the thing? I mean, I'm the only one that's had that. Okay. That's bad news. Uh, how many has ever watched the... Uh, <laughs> I'm shooting all over the place. Everybody watch that uh, 
TV series Monk. Remember, he, he, he has a photographic mind. He sees things and he could, you know, there's a, there, are, there was one dealer that had a big board of the city and they had all these pins all over the place. And uh, they told him, not, don't get near it. And, and somebody says, don't leave it alone, because he was there and they, they threw it down and all the pins went all over the place. So, oh no, we'll never get him back. He starts picking them up and put them in the right places. Well, that's how the enemy is. He'll use your mind to say, you did that and you can't, you're not forgiven of that because you committed that sin. What does God say? He casts our sin into the depths of the sea. He doesn't even see it any longer. We're, we're, white, we're clean through the blood of Jesus, but our mind hears what the devil says. Yeah, I did that, and man, that was wrong, and you're a low-down, stinking sinner, and uh, you'll never make it to heaven, and pretty soon you're getting the molly grubbies. And God says, what are you talking about? I don't see you that way. Never saw you that way. Because Jesus is, is up there in constant intercession for us. Hey, they, they've been washed in my blood. They are cleansed. And the devil is up there trying to tell us, hey, you're rotten. You know. Well, he forgives our sins. Glory to God. That's good news. Now let's go to... Uh, John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Look at verse 28. John 10, 28. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Glory to God, Jesus is saying, we have eternal life. I give you eternal life. That is something to shout about, look forward to. I mean, you're going to be ageless. That's, that's, good. that's going to be good, ageless. That means... Everything that's uh, been corrupted in our life, uh, we're going to have good eyes. For those that need glasses, our eyes are going to be perfect. Those that have, you know, as you get older, certain things begin to uh, not function as well. I mean, trying to keep up with kids, even little kids now, I can't even run as fast as little kids. <laughs> You get Alec Howie running, and I can't catch him. Tell somebody out, get that kid. <laughs> you want to? Well, you'll find out if you if you if the Lord tarries, you'll find out as you get older, things seem to be uh, slowing down, or you know, your mind is as quick, but your facilities don't move as well sometimes. So you know, but we have eternal life. And it's, a being, it's going to be a good one. So it says that we're going to be just like Jesus. What was Jesus able to do? Uh, 
Think about it, after the resurrection, what, what was he able to do? He was restored. We're going to be restored to our, you could say, I would, some people say that, uh, uh, that when they went to heaven, that they saw all the saints up there and they recognized who they were, but they weren't the old individual. They saw them in their youth. So maintain, we're going to maintain our youth forever. Okay. I'll rejoice on that one. <laughs> okay, let's go to, uh, well, a familiar scripture. Philippians. This is all because of faith. We've got to have faith in all this. The book of Philippians. In Philippians chapter 4, It says in verse 19, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So our daily needs are met. We don't have to worry about them. If the Lord um, says the birds don't have to worry about what they eat or where they're going to get their food, we need to have the same faith that God, uh, we are his children. Did the Children of Israel in the desert lack anything? Well, of course, they, they murmur and complain. And uh, hate to say it, many of us still murmur and complain. Oh, Lord, you could have did a better job than that. Yeah, I could have got a bigger raise than that, Lord, you know. But he meets our needs. Glory to God. How, daily needs. Okay, let's go to Romans chapter 8. Maybe we'll make it a record. Romans chapter 8. Oops. Looking at verse 38 and 39. That's Romans 8 and the last two verses. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have the love of God. We can't be separated there. We're always in his thoughts. He says he, he has... His thoughts are uh, towards us are more than all the sands of the sea. I challenge you tonight when you get home, write down your name and what thoughts the Lord would have towards you. See how many you come up with. It's, and it's just going to be a fraction of what he thinks about you. Not even a fraction. Minute. Think about it. What does he think about us? He loves us. Glory to God. Okay, 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. Returning to 1 John. 
chapter 5 this time. That's 1 John chapter 5. First John chapter 5, looking at verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. <clears throat> we have answers to prayer. This is where we, many of us are, I would say the majority of Christians are, are lacking in this area. We pray, but we are, we're not getting the answers because we're not putting our faith out with the, we pray, but not with fervent prayer, with hope, with the hope of the Bible hope, which is a confidence that's going to come to pass. We have hope that it's worldly hope, hoping maybe someday, no, that's not what God's word says. Hope means it's a confidence that's going to take the place. So we need to, it says, we have answers to our prayers. The fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's go to 1 Kings, all New Test Old Testament. 1 Kings. And in 1 Kings chapter 8. Uh-oh, okay. I'm in, the, I'm in 2 Kings. I got 1 Kings. That's 1 Kings chapter 8. First Kings chapter 8, looking at verse 56. Blessed be the Lord that hath given us rest unto his people Israel according to all that he has promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise which he has promised by the hand of Moses. So all of God's word, his promises will come to pass. It's a truth that we need to rely upon. You say, well, you know, that was for the children of Israel. He says, uh, a true, Paul says, a true Israelite or a true believer is one who's been circumcised in the heart. So those, these promises are ours. Glory to God. There hath not failed one Word of his good promises. Glory to God. Since we're there in, in the Old Testament, let's go back up to the book of, <clears throat> pardon me, Deuteronomy one more time. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Looking at verse 8. I'm going to read from the Amphite. It is the Lord, that's Deuteronomy 31, 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fear you or let you go or forsake you. 
Let there be no cowardness or flinching, but fear not, neither, neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, or unnerved with alarm. He's always with us. God is always with us. You and God are a majority wherever you are. Thank you, Lord. And go with me now to continue, go forward in the Old Testament to the book of Isaiah. And you want to find the 41st, chapter 41. In chapter 41, verse 10, it says, from the Amplified, Fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am with I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand and righteousness and justice. <clears throat> He's with us. He'll give us vic- victory. Think about it. He's going to give us victory. You have victory. Returning to the uh, New Testament for a moment here. Let's go back. uh, Not go back, but go to the book of Ephesians. This time, Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of and stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, God will provide whatever we need to carry out our plan. God gives us talents and spiritual gifts to achieve his purpose and plans for our lives. The situation, we don't know his um, know the talents and gifts or spiritual gifts he's given us unless we read in the word and begin to ask for them and depend upon them. We are stewards of his word. A steward is someone who uh, works for somebody and becomes, um, you could say, a... uh, masterful worker. We are, as stewards, we are to invest in God's kingdom. Find out what he wants us to do and begin to do it. Whatsoever we should do, do it, do it as unto God. Allow his, his priorities to become our own. 
his priorities become our own. Let me see if I can find this other one. Let's go to um, one of the priorities that we need to uh, become or have is found in uh, the book of Hebrews. Chapter 11. Pardon me. Chapter 10. Hebrews 10. That's Hebrews 10. Looking at verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Uh, from the Amplified, it reads, But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live, <coughs> pardon me, by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, the holy fervor born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul shall have no delight or pleasure in him. So, his priority is that we should walk, on, walk by faith. Amen. Live by faith. It's our calling. Uh, now let's go return to the Old Testament and we'll go to Joshua. Chapter 1, looking at verse 8, we all know where, or technically wouldn't know what it says, but... Uh, Joshua 1 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. <clears throat> From the Amplified, <clears throat> pardon me, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate upon it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So we need to meditate. Have this word come alive. These are our, our times that we need to know that faith is our helper. Glory to God. Or faith promises, as, 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 as we gave it a title. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. In Proverbs chapter 3, as we come to a close, Proverbs chapter 3, looking at verse 5. And six, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So we need to trust the Lord, and he gives us guidance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't trust your own, let's not trust in our own, our, our own thoughts or patterns, but the only thing we need to do is trust what God's word says. And once our our, our thought patterns in our heart and our spirit line up with God's word, we will become more than more than overcomers. Glory to God. 
And finally, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, that T section of your Bible, that's 2 Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter two. Looking at verse four, no uh, from the Amplified, no soldier is Second Timothy two, four from the Amplified. No soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and to please the one who has enlisted him. In other words, we need to be single-minded in our faith. We cannot be entangled with the affairs of everyday life because it causes us to drift away from faith. Amen. Well, it did better than I thought it did. Voice is still here for a little bit. Totally short, not as short as I thought it would be, but so it's all st <clears throat> stand. And we will let who pray to close it off. Look at them, look at all the volunteers, they're all standing at the same time. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. That as we look to faith, Father God, and the items, Father God, that we need to secure in our lives, Father God, in faith, Father God, thank you, Lord, that uh, we, Father God, will the Holy Spirit will stir up, Father God, the gift of faith, Father God, and to act in every area, Father God, that which we've heard, Father God, and begin to place into motion, Father God, those things which need to be at our Disposal, Father, quickly in Jesus' name. And Father God, give us each a good night's rest for tomorrow's endeavors. And may we have better weather this weekend and for Laurel's barbecue. Amen. <laughs>